lot of us in this house tonight, we're on the Father's wheel right now. And it's not comfortable. It doesn't feel good. But we need to just take solace in the fact that even though it may not feel good right now, as long as I'm in his hands, I know that everything is going to be all right. Just touch somebody, look them in the face, and tell them I'm in his hands. to know that God has his hands on us. So whatever we're going through today, prayer and supplication, let our requests be made known unto the Lord. Allow ourselves to go before the throne of grace, speaking to God, letting him know what it is we need from him today, 
letting him know what it is our heart desires. Today we're going to be speaking on the good fight of faith. We want to fight this fight by faith, not by sight, not by flesh, but by faith we are to fight. How do we fight by faith? How do we fight the good fight of faith? Well, when we got saved in the Lord, we committed ourselves to him. We believed in the covenant. We believed in the resurrection of Christ. And we said that we would fight this good fight of faith that has been placed before us. And as time went on, somehow we got comfortable. Somehow we got to that place where the fight wasn't as important as receiving things from God, as receiving tangible things from God became more of the fight than the spiritual aspects of the fight. The Bible lets us know that, but thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before man's witness, many witnesses. Let us go in prayer. Father, we thank you right now. We give you praise, glory, and honor. We come before you today, God, laying it down at your feet, Lord God. We come to you today with all of our concerns and fears. God, things that have oppressed us kept, had made us go into captivity, God. Father, we lay all those things down at your feet today because we want to be free to fight the good fight of faith. We want to be free, O oh God, that we may hear your voice and begin to pray according to the Spirit of God as you give us the utterance to prayer, Lord. Pray, Lord God. Father, right now we kill the flesh. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we take hold of our flesh, O oh God. And we say, no more will I listen to you fear. No more will I listen to you depression and discouragement. But that the Spirit of God may be stirred up in us and live according to the way that he planned it when he became a vessel in our body, when he became the temple in our bodies. Father, we release that unto you right now, O God. We surrender to you right now, O God, that we may hear what you have to say to us in Jesus' name. It said that we professed a good profession profession, <laughs> profession before many. When we confessed before the congregation that I am saved, we went home and we lived according to that salvation, according to the covenant that God had placed before us. And we agreed and signed our name. And said yes to the Lord. And somewhere along the way, we got comfortable and started saying, God, give me things that I may show the people that you are in my life. But it's a spiritual battle that we put to the side and we begin to fight the fleshly battle. And we were determined to win that fleshly battle. But as seasons and times have changed, we've come to realize now 
that we need the power of God because now there's a spiritual battle going on that we see that has now manifested into the flesh. But we are not equipped for that battle because we didn't pray. We didn't fast. We didn't seek the Holy Spirit to give us the utterance of tongues so that we may have the power of God. So when we see the things happening in the world today, we lack the power of prayer to get the breakthroughs that we need in the spirit realm that we may be able to defeat the enemy. So we place the good fight of faith with the material instead of the good fight of faith that we professed when we were saved with the spiritual. So God is saying to us, we need to go back to our first love, as he says in Revelation, or he'll have something against us. Our first love was that we were pleasing to God and that it was more important for us to live according to the will of God than for us to please man. We tarried on the altar for the power and the answers that God had concerning our lives. Instead of putting up petitions before God, we labored to know his thoughts. We labored to know his direction, his ways. But now it's just, God, where are you? I need this. I need that. Instead of, God, come and fill me with your spirit. Give me more of you. Lord, I love to embrace you. Lord, I love your presence. Do we know the presence of our God? In order to fight the good fight of faith, where are we fighting? He said, lay hold. On eternal life. Lay hold through faith, godliness, righteousness, love, patience, and meekness. Is our sight on God today? Or is our sight on what we can get from God? We live in fear. Fear of what tomorrow will bring. Fear if we have enough money. Fear if we have enough food. Fear of what our children will turn out to be. Fear of what we will turn out to be. But God said he knows the beginning from the end, so why are we worried when all we have to do is ask the one that created us what tomorrow holds? These are the things that God wants stirred back up in us so that when we pray, we are praying for an answer from him. Not that he agrees with our answer, but that God opened my eyes to see what you have. Faith is the opposite of doubt. Faith is a firm belief in what you cannot see, something that is not tangible. That is your faith. Faith is going before the throne of God and saying, I believe your word. I believe the covenant. I believe in Jesus Christ and his resurrection. I believe in who you are, God, in my life. That is your faith, fighting the good fight of faith, that when someone comes and they question you according to your faith, you can hold fast to what you know is to be your Lord and Savior, is to be your first love. 
That's what you hold on to. That is your good fight of faith. That's where you don't doubt your Lord and Savior. Deuteronomy 29 and 29, the secret things belongs to God. What we are looking for has to come from God. But for some reason, we feel as if our mind is equipped to figure it out. But we're trying to figure out something that has already been worked out. Lord, how am I going to pay my rent? It's already been figured out. Lord, my car payment has already been figured out. You just fight the good fight of faith, which means you believe in what you don't see. The secret things belong unto the Lord, our God. But those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of the laws, which we're not under the law anymore, but we're under the covenant of the blood of Jesus, which still remains that we are to search out the secret things of God that they now belong to us. But how do we do that if we are not fighting the good fight of faith? We can't grow weary in our well-doing. And I think that's where we are falling short because we're saying, I've done all I can. I don't know what else to do. But that's the time that you give it over to the Lord. That's the time that you say, God, I don't know what else to do. I've done everything my mind can think of. And he says, give it over to me like you should have in the first place. You give it to God. He shows you that it's already been worked out, something that you're trying to figure out. And then you have that peace before it's even worked out or even visual to you because you're back to your first love. We have to fight the good fight of faith. We have to allow, as they did in Acts 2, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly there came a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole room where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came and rested on each of them. You remember that day? When the Holy Spirit came and rested upon you and you were on fire for the Lord. Come back to your first love. Because we're living in a day and time where you trying to figure it out is not going to work. Because it's a spiritual battle going on out there. It's a spiritual battle. And when you pray and you allow the Holy Spirit to come and rest upon you, he will tell you things that you do not know. And then there comes a peace upon you that surpasses all understanding. And nobody will understand why you have the peace in the midst of turmoil. But it's because you've allowed the Holy Spirit to stir up what was in you from the beginning of your salvation. Then when you want to know your purpose and your destiny, you want to know why you've been placed here on earth, go back to your first love. Go back to reading the word of God, meditating on the word of God, worshiping God, in love with God, 
sitting before him, speaking in your heavenly language. Those are the things that you used to do for the Lord. And when we get together in prayer as they did in Acts 2, and the Holy Spirit begins to fall down upon each of us, we are empowered in prayer to where nothing will overtake us. To where when we are asked, are we Christians for life and death, we will stand and say, yes, I love the Lord. But we won't say it out of fear. God needs his warriors back. He needs his army to come back to him. To their first love. You remember all the miracles God has done in your life. Don't forget those days because there's more to come. When we fight the good fight of faith, God wants to fill us with his spirit. He wants to stir up what he's placed in us. But there's a hindrance in Isaiah 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on the throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. What is blocking you from seeing the Lord seated high and his train of robe fills the temple? It's the same God. But there's something blocking you from seeing he's that God. He's he's right there looking at you saying, I'm here. I'm here. Don't be afraid. But we've allowed fear to cover. It's a dark cloud of fear, a dark cloud of poverty, a dark cloud covering us from seeing the Lord. If we want to get out of poverty, stir up the gift that is in you. If you want to be healed, let the Holy Spirit stir it up in you. What is keeping you from seeing the Lord high and lifted up and exalted? The God that you serve, the God you committed your life to. The God that you said, I'd live and I'd die for you, Lord. And you would cry on the altar saying, I want to do your will, not my will. Where is that person? Not that person of fear of what's going on in the world. Not that person of fear of what's going to happen tomorrow if I go to the mall or if I go to work. No, not that person. But you need to see God high and lifted up and exalted. The God that you serve and you committed your life to. The God that you said, I accept the covenant of the blood of Jesus. That guy. The the God that you said, all things are possible. There's nothing impossible For God, that's the God we serve. Have we forgotten 
because we only think of him as a God of riches, a God of things. That's the God. Are we serving the God of our salvation? Or have we created an image of him that is only materialistic? Because when the time comes and the persecution of the church is already here, what will you do? What will you hold on to? What will you grab? How will you stand and look the devil in the eye and say, no, you can't have my son? Where is your power? No, you can't have my job. Where is your power? It has to be in the Holy Spirit. But there must be a relationship before the persecution comes. Because then you're able to stand. And see that fire get hotter, three times hotter than it's ever been. And they say, now you go in there. What will you do? We're in that day and time as Christians. When we say fight the good fight of faith, is not fighting a faith of how many cars can I have and houses and clothes. This is a spiritual battle of fighting the good fight of faith of persecution. Of people lying on you, of sickness and disease, famines. We are in our time of warfare. What are we going to stand on? The Word of God lets us know in Second Timothy. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by putting on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. God has not given us the spirit of fear. So if that's the case, where does fear come from? It's not coming from God. These are the things of stirring up the gift of God in us. That when fear presents itself, we can fight the good fight of faith, which is believing that what we know to be the truth, we're going to get through it. There's no fear nor failure in God. But it's when you are in fear that you fail. Hallelujah. And then you say, well, I knew it. Well, of course you knew because you were in fear and not in God. But the Bible says, stir up the gift of God which is in thee. And then he says, he's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. That power comes from the Holy Spirit of love and a sound mind. So when your mind goes back and forth, that's not of God. When you're undecisive, that's not of God. Because when you seek the face of God, the Holy Spirit comes in, answers us, and we stand on what the Holy Spirit has said, even though we do not see it. 
but we yet believe that's faith. That's faith. What are we facing today that fear has taken over instead of a sound mind, instead of believing in the covenant and the and the blood of Jesus? What is it? After all these years, are we still wondering where the rent money is coming from? Instead of standing on the word of God, are we still wondering when the job is going to come? Instead of believing that God has good for us and not evil. We have the power of the Holy Spirit in us. When we came to Christ and we professed in front of many, as he says in 1 Timothy, and we allowed the Holy Spirit to dwell in us, to be a part of us, and that that the tongues came upon us, we were empowered. We are empowered. But we are denying the power, but yet we look holy. We talk holy. We profess Christianity. But we don't know the doctrine. We don't know God's vision. We don't say thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We have every form of godliness. But we deny the power. We are denying the power that is in us to fight the enemy. We are fighting flesh and blood. We're doing the reverse of what the scripture says. He's saying to us, we do not war against flesh and blood, but yet we do every day. I'm going to tell her something. I'm going to go down there and do this and do that. I'm going to let them know who I am in Christ Jesus. No. Because you don't war against flesh and blood. Before you go anywhere, you need to pray and send the Holy Spirit before you go. And the angel, ask God to release his angels to put peace there. So when you present yourself there in that situation, God has already worked it out. Life and death lies in the power of our tongue. Just when we think we're fixing the problem, we're making it worse. Just when we think our mouth is saying wisdom, we're saying something dumb. Because God has already equipped us for the situation at hand. He didn't ask us to work it out. He didn't ask us to figure it out. But we think... When we are presented with a situation for some reason that the ones are against us that are against us is more than those who are for us. But God lets us know that there's more for us than those who are against us. The Bible lets us know in Second Kings that Elijah said when they entered in to a situation. And it says in 15, And when the servant of the man of God was rising early and going forth, behold, a host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. His servant said unto him, Elias, my master, how shall we do? 
And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be against us. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote the people with blindness according to the words of Elisha. And Elijah said to them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom ye seek. But he led them to Samaria. We have this power through the Holy Spirit. Before we go and, and take ourselves anywhere with our attitude and I'm going to do this and do that, we need to go before the Lord and say, Lord, open my eyes that I may see what you're doing in this situation. Lord, the money is not here, but open my eyes that I may see what you're doing. Because I know you did not bring me this far for me to be evicted, for me to lose my car, my job, my house, my health. You didn't bring me this far for this, God. I stand on your word and your covenant today, God. Open my eyes that I may see what you see. And it said, God opened the young man's eyes and he saw mountains full. But it's only through the spirit realm that you get to see what God sees. It's not the flesh. The flesh will pass away. And they war against the spirit of God. So every time you want to pray, you get sleepy. Every time you want to ask God for direction, you get more fear. But when you stand on the word of God and say, fear, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Fear, you have to go now. And God will make a way out of no way. And he will show you the things that you need to see, the things that you need to know. We are not to live in fear in these last days. This is definitely not the time for the spirit of fear. And we have to constantly remind ourselves that God said he did not give us that spirit. So every time fear wants to come in, doubt, discouragement, or anywhere in your family, in your marriage, in your health, the first thing we have to do is say, devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus because God did not give me that spirit. Then we say, Holy Spirit, come and give me peace that I may hear and see what God is speaking to me right now. And after you begin to do that daily, hourly, you will find it to become easier to do it. So the devil will now leave you because he knows that's not your weak area anymore. And you begin to fight that good fight of faith through the word of God, through the covenant that you have with Jesus when you first got saved. Let us go back to our first love. I know there are a lot of things out here attracting us and drawing us, but God says stick with what you know. 
Who has turned you from the truth? Who has turned you from the doctrine that you know to be correct? The blood. Who has filled your mind with things that are not of God? Repent and come back to what you know is the word of God. To what you know is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you have no power. So I don't care how much you pray down heaven. Until the Holy Spirit, your mediator, comes in and takes over that prayer and sends it to the Father. What are you praying? What are you doing without the Holy Spirit? Why? He says, stir up the gift that is in you. The power that is in you. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Study and read who he is. How can you pray to a God you don't know? How can you pray and you don't know his covenant with you? It's like going to a job and not knowing how much they're going to pay you. Or if you're going to get paid at all. We perish for lack of knowledge. But when we seek the face of God, We allow the Holy Spirit to come and mediate for us and comfort us. And we stand in faith in something we don't even see. But because of the covenant, we stand. We fight in the spirit realm through prayer with the Holy Spirit, with the blood of Jesus. And we stand and every day we tell the devil, no, you can't have my house. You can't have my ministry. You can't have my my whatever it is that God has promised you, my destiny. No, you can't have my child. You can't have their education. You can't have my finances. This is the power that is in you. So when we're crying out to God, asking him why, he's looking at us saying, you have power. Use it. And then the kingdom of God will come when you receive your power that is already in you. Thy kingdom come, then thy will will be done. When the kingdom of God is connected with the Holy Spirit and you, the will of God will immediately come. It has no choice. Because you're connected to him in the spirit realm. So when we're crying to God, asking him, why am I going through this, God? Why are you allowing this to happen in my life, God? He's saying, I've already given you the power to defeat the enemy through my son. I can't send them again to remind you. But if you go back to the first love, when you first got saved and you said that you would live for me and only me, when you said, God, thy will be done and not my will, go back. And it will remind you of the power that's already in you. The Bible says to stir it back up. 
you have the power. Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. He gave us that power to say that, and it actually will come to pass. No, no. Constantly say no. Fear, no. Poverty, no. Spiritual lack, no. No. This is not how it's going to happen. This is not how my life was written. It was not. My life is written to love and to cherish the Lord, to be in his presence daily, and to read his word to know who I worship. So no fear, I rebuke you. No doubt, anxiety, sleeplessness, cancer, diabetes, lupus, no. You got to go because I shall live and not die and I will serve the Lord. You got to go. When you stand on the word of God, the word of God lets us know in Matthew, the faith of the centurion. This is where God wants us in Matthew 8. The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just by the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one go, and he goes, and that one come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, I truly tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I have not found anyone with such great faith. That's what we want Christ to say about us. I have not found anyone with such great faith. That not that you want me to tangibly do it in order for you to see it, but that you believe the word and it shall come to pass. You don't say God show me a fleece or a sign or something to let me know that you're going to do it, but you begin to pray And you believe when you get up, it's already done, because that's who Christ is to us. Okay, your rent is due. Okay. God, you knew this day was coming when I wasn't going to have money for the rent. So that means you've already worked this out. So I'm just going to continue to pray and to worship you, and um, you're going to bring forth the money. You're going to do whatever it is you plan to do to make this situation where, God, I don't have food. But you knew this before it was going to happen. I stand on the covenant and your word. I believe in who you are in me. I don't doubt you. You can do the impossible. I know something is coming. Just tell me what. I'm waiting for you to tell me what, God, and I'll do it. That's the faith that God wants us to have in his word. Father, I'm standing here in the midst of, of someone who doesn't like Christians and he's coming for us. What do you want me to do? You knew this day was going to come. Whether I die or I live, I love you. I'm standing by faith, believing in your covenant. What do you want me to do, God? I'm going to pray until you give me an answer, but I love you, I trust you, and I know you can do the impossible. That's the faith God wants us to have in this day. Can we stand as soldiers in this day? Or are we still focused on the fact that we lost things in the battle? 
God, I lost my house. I lost my job. I had a good-paying job. God, I was on top of the world. Are you going to replace that, God? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? Because I'm right here and I'm broke. I don't have the money. I don't make the money I used to have. We're so used to complaining that we need to see the bigger picture of what God is really working on in our lives. And the only way to find that out is through prayer, supplication. God, I don't know why this has happened in my life. I don't understand it. It's not where I want to be, but God, you knew it before it came. What do you want me to do? What is your direction in this situation? Because I can't see it, but I trust you, God. I love you. I worship you. And I know you're going to come through for me because you've never failed me. And I'm not going to say yet because you never will fail me. What do you want me to do in this situation, God? How do you want me to do it? Give me directions, Holy Spirit, as I seek the face of God. What do you want me to do? I've never seen such faith. This is what he's calling in these last days, that we fight a good fight of faith. We don't have to worry or fear. God has never failed us. We failed ourselves through fear. We failed ourselves through the the tongue and what we say about our own lives. When our children give us trouble, I knew this. I knew that. No, speak life. Speak into that child's life. Devil, you can't have that child. I don't care how bad he's acting up today. I rebuke you from his life in Jesus' name, and I cover him with the blood of Jesus or her with the blood of Jesus. Father, they've lied on me in work. And I know you know it's a lie. You knew this lie was coming before it came. So right now I release this situation over to you. I'm going to work like I don't know. I'm going to walk by faith knowing that you got me covered. You placed me here. I ain't leaving here until you tell me to leave. I ain't got to lift one voice because your voice is louder than mine. My enemies will be scattered as God arises. I let God continue to arise in my life. I continue to praise him. I continue to worship him. He will arise and my enemies, they got to go. And they will become, as he prepared a table before me in the presence of them. So we got to catch on to how this thing is working in the spirit realm. How is this working? But we got to have faith to know that this is working for us in the spirit realm as we stand on the word of God. God, you see in the world right now that they're killing, killing Christians. They haven't come over completely to the Westerners yet, God, but maybe one day they're going to come, God, but I know your Holy Spirit will teach me how to stand, teach me how to pray in the midst of all of that, God. So no matter what happens, I love you, I worship you, and I live for you and you alone. Father, reveal to me your will. Walking by faith, going back to our first love, allowing the Holy Spirit to stir up the gifts in us, allowing the Holy Spirit to come. And gives up, give us that tongue of fire. Allowing God to take away whatever we have placed before him. Isaiah 6, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on the throne. Do you see him or do you see fear? Do you see God or do you see something not being done? Because whatever you focus on, that's what's going to happen. Whatever you focus on, if you see God high and lifted up with the answer, then guess what? You get the answer. 
But if you see that the problem is bigger than God, then you need to pray and ask God to open your eyes that you may see that there's more for you than those that are against you. We praise God and give him thanks right now. For everything that he's doing in our lives, we need to be excited about what God is doing and not fear what's going on in the world. We need to be excited about the blood of Jesus and the covenant that he's placed upon our lives. We need to understand that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We need to know the word of God. We need to study it, and we need to go back to speaking in tongues because that's where the power is through the Holy Spirit. Know the Holy Spirit. Study who he is and why, and that will empower you more because now you have knowledge and not lack of knowledge. Father, we thank you. We give you praise, glory, and honor. We search you right now, O God, for the secret things that you are going to reveal to us concerning your kingdom, that your kingdom may come and that your will may be done in our lives today. Father, we love you. We love you. We love you. We give your name praise today, God. You did not give us a spirit of fear, and we are not going to receive it, but we rebuke the spirit of fear, confusion right now in the name of Jesus, and we receive our sound mind In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, for everything that you're doing and everything that you're going to do.